Hi there. Thanks for joining me. This is Katherine Van Wert, the host of Sales and Marketing for Coaches. It's my mission to help heart-centered entrepreneurs like you love sales and marketing almost as much as you love coaching. Every week, I share actionable information that you can use to learn the skills and gain the confidence you need in order to create a profitable coaching business. Hello, thanks for joining me and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm going to talk about getting the answer no, either on or maybe after a sales call. You know, we go into sales calls with the high hopes that the person that we're going to have a conversation with will say yes to our offer at the end. And of course, we have high hopes. That's the way it should be. We want all the positive energy going into the conversation. In fact, in the best circumstance, we hope they come to the call already sold so that we don't have to feel the apprehension about them getting to a yes. And instead, we can just experience that bliss of connection and excitement of moving forward. I'm willing to bet that you've had calls where you knew it was pretty much a sure thing. And how did that make you feel? When you got on the call, you probably had really good energy and you probably felt really confident and excited before the conversation. If they come to the call already sold, or if we are able to bring them to a yes, then that also means that we don't have to experience the negative feelings associated with getting no for an answer. But let's take a pause before we get all caught up in the importance of having positive emotions, because getting the answer no is very much a reality. It's part of the sales process when you ask a yes or no question because it's a valid answer. So when you ask your potential client, would you like to start coaching? Or would you like to work with me? Sometimes people have the audacity to say the wrong answer. Come on, people, get with it, right? But seriously, it will pay off big time to take a closer look to see where you can find your empowerment even when you get the answer no. And that is an option, my friend, being empowered no matter what. The first step to being empowered no matter what is to normalize getting no as an answer. That's my goal for our time together today. And here's why. There are so many sales experts out there that talk about how to increase conversions and how to get more sales. They talk about how to overcome objections. I've talked about it. And maybe all the focus on getting sales is why you think it's a failure when you don't get a yes. You make it mean that you aren't good at sales or overcoming objections. And real quick, I do want to say that, yes, of course, there are specific skills that you can learn that will increase the rate at which you get more sales and get better at turning an initial no into a yes. In fact, that's exactly what I offer on my free sales training calls. It's a one-on-one Zoom call that I do a few times every month for coaches like you that are ready to answer the question I wonder if there's anything I can do to make my sales calls better. If you're ready to figure out what you can do differently than what you're doing now to close more clients, you need to book a call with me. Did I mention it's free? 
Yeah. Call me crazy, but it is. I love meeting coaches like you and I've helped non-coaches, people in different industries. I can help them up their sales game. I've talked to real estate agents, mergers and acquisitions investors, but of course, coaches in all kinds of specialties. It's first come, first serve, so be sure to sign up today. After you click on the link in my show notes and sign up, I'll send you the meeting information. And in the sales training, what I'm going to do is thoroughly evaluate your current sales process and show you at least three areas that you can improve immediately. And we're talking about improvement that gets you clients on your very next sales call. You know, I've seen that happen over and over and it's pretty cool. If you're ready to get on a call with a stranger, hi, it's me, I'm stranger, and learn some amazing tips, then grab your spot today. Show up for your business. Grab a spot with me. The link is in my show notes and you can also go to my website, www.katherinevanwert.com and sign up there. And on my website, you'll see some testimonials from people who actually took my free training. Anyway, as I was saying, you can get better on your sales call outcomes, but still feel bad when you get the answer no or not now. You won't feel better until you can fully embrace feeling rejection first. Ugh. All right, it's okay. If you don't process this, you will always carry a sense of impending panic and fear into your calls, even when you convert at a higher rate. You'll still feel disempowered when you get the answer no. So if you want to process this so that you aren't being held captive to the actions of another person, you will want to pay special attention to what I'm telling you today. You can't skip steps. And the first step is to get really good with no. You can get no's all the time and still not be good at getting no. So get good at it because when you are, you can create expansion and not contraction. When we hear no, it's like a cut punch and we contract, right? So what if you could expand instead? You can step out more fully rather than shrink back with your offer if you can process what a no really means. And I'm going to talk more about what this means in terms of like expanding versus contracting. But first, you need to know that getting no is a normal answer even for the best of salespeople. What makes them go from good to great is being willing and able to allow the no's to be no's and not make it mean anything about their own skills or value. And then from that place, moving things along. Keep in mind, skills and value are subjective because they are also tied with your personal style. You aren't for everyone. So the skills and value that you possess are not ideally used to convince clients who are not the best fit for you, but to skillfully articulate and show your best potential clients how your services can help them get what they want. You can decide that your client will get value no matter what, 
whether they're a yes or a no, and use that as the fuel for your offers. I was in Puerto Vallarta recently with my family. We stayed at this amazing resort by the beach, and it was so beautiful. But we also wanted to check out areas outside the resort, so we went to downtown Puerto Vallarta. And they have a boardwalk that runs all along the ocean, and you know there's lots of vendors and cool places to check out. One of the things that my husband was on the lookout for is a dish called Tacos al Pastor. And that's a taco that is made with marinated meat that gets roasted on a spit. You know, they they slice it off, kind of like gyros. So they slice it off, they serve it on fresh tortillas with mangoes or pineapple. I think it was pineapple. Oh, my mouth is watering. Anyway, we got to try some different foods like mangoes that were uh, rolled in tahini and Mexican street corn that was served in a tortilla chip bag with all kinds of toppings. But we didn't see any of the tacos al pastor. We walked by a restaurant that had a greeter outside and his job was trying to convince people to give the restaurant a try. And so he um, stopped us. We were conversing and my husband asked if they had the tacos and the guy said no. And he could have stopped there, but he didn't. What he did was he heard what we wanted and he wanted to help us get a solution. He told us about the two best places to get this specialty and directed us to the one that was in the direction that we were going. He was really kind and really friendly. And he reiterated what they had in the restaurant that he was actually trying to bring customers into and encouraged us to come back another time and give them a try while we were in Puerto Vallarta. He really, truly provided so much value and he helped make our experience so much better. So he made an offer, he got a no, and he still provided value. And I'm sure that he is able to get ideal clients in the door because hearing no didn't stop him from continuing to engage and he continued to engage with us. So I am sure that he has learned that skill of not taking it personally and moving it along and continuing to engage with people and to provide value and to truly be of service. And the place that he told us to go to for the tacos is so amazing. And I really loved having something that was off the beaten path. So it was a total win. In my opinion, what you don't hear enough about from sales experts is how to process the answer no so that you can actually feel empowered and take action despite that initial disappointment. Getting a yes Of course, it makes you feel like a winner. Well, I hope it does. But getting a no, it doesn't mean that you have to feel like you're losing. When you can master how you think about no and how to take action from rejection, you will feel so much better about sales and you will be way more willing to make powerful offers because hearing no isn't a problem anymore. What if it's not a problem anymore? That would be amazing. No more putting off mentioning your coaching program until the last five or 10 minutes of the call and then rushing through your spiel. Doesn't that sound good? 
what if you didn't feel rushed or panicked when you go into the pitch, but instead you could feel confident and you could practice curiosity? Imagine how that would feel. So good. Chances are excellent, like 99.9% that when you hear the answer no or not yet, there is a well-worn groove in your brain that makes you think a negative thought about yourself. I'll share a few of what my clients have told me it means when they first started coaching, and I'm willing to bet that you've had the same or similar thoughts at one point. Have you said to yourself that it means you aren't showing enough value or creating enough urgency? That one is a booger bear. We do a lot of coaching around value, the idea of value, expressing value, showing value, and giving value. I just talked to one of my clients about creating value around a free call today, as a matter of fact. We also talk about urgency. The thing about urgency is that you want to prompt action, but you don't want to manipulate it. The desire to create urgency can get slimy if you are not thinking of how this urgency benefits the client. If you believe that you aren't creating enough urgency, but the ideas that you come up with on how to do it feels repelling, then you're creating a no-win situation. Another thought that you might have come up with is that failing to convert a client into a yes means that no one wants to buy what you have to offer, or maybe nobody wants to pay what you're asking. The funny thing is, is that even my clients who have clients still pick up and play with that thought that no one wants what they have to offer. So it's it's like the thought is just a bad habit because it's not actually based on facts or concrete evidence. You know what's more true? Saying, there are some people who want what I have to offer and are willing to pay for it. It's just a matter of making an offer to the ideal client. This means you need to be willing to be fully invested in the sales call process so that you can learn to enjoy it and increase your ability to meet the people who will say yes. We don't do things that we don't like. So if you can learn to enjoy the sales process, you're going to be more invested in it. You're going to be more open to doing calls and you're going to be more at peace throughout the actual call itself. So what other thoughts are you having around getting no as an answer? And are they based on real evidence? And are these thoughts useful? If you're using rejection as evidence that there's something wrong with you or your offer, you're essentially allowing the circumstances and not you to determine your worth. And just for argument's sake, let's go so far as to say that someone specifically and personally rejected you. But guess what? You still get to choose how you think about their actions and what you make it mean. And that's why I asked you to determine if your thoughts are useful. Our actions are a reflection of who we are and what we think, and their actions are a reflection of who they are and what they think. So the best thing that you can do is give them permission to think whatever they want 
because otherwise you are going to carry around the mental baggage of personalizing rejection. When you go into a call thinking that no one wants to pay what you're asking, that downward energy will show up in how you offer your coaching. Your mannerisms, your verbiage, your enthusiasm, they are all affected by those emotions created with the thought that no one wants to take you up on your offer. Your mental and emotional well-being are way too important to allow these unhelpful thoughts to take hold. And if they have already taken hold, it's time to release them. It is unhelpful and toxic, not just for your ability to convert clients, but your ability to believe in yourself and create resilience. Your identity is everything. How you see yourself is what defines how capable you feel. You get to decide how capable you are, and you're right no matter what you decide because you're going to rise to that level that you've determined. When you signed up to be a coach, you also signed up to be a business owner, and I bet you love owning a business. And part of this means that you will face rejection. So it's important to embrace this part of your business as a coach. Otherwise, if you go really wild with these thoughts, you will question the viability of your business and maybe even of yourself as a coach. You'll question if you're good enough or if you have what it takes to make your business work. And there's only one outcome for a person who stays in uncertainty and is unable to fully put themselves out there. And that is stagnation. Your growth is at stake. There's a saying that you're either growing or dying and that stagnation does not exist in the universe. So think about that. Do you want to be growing or do you want to be dying? I think we know the answer, right? If you spend time wondering things like why you aren't good at selling or why people don't want what you have to offer, that's going to create a narrative for you that it's an impossible goal to be able to sell, to be able to get more yeses. And you will not feel fondly about sales and you will want to shortcut that sales process. So what that looks like is you start to spend time wondering if the client that you're about to talk to or the client that signed up for a call with you is actually ready to commit to coaching, if they're actually ready to pay for coaching. Because what this creates for you is uncertainty and doubt and probably anxiety. And rather than focus on the value that you're going to bring to the call, you're dabbling on their side of the equation. You are wondering about their motivation because you think that it's going to be easier for you to get on the call with better energy if you know that they are truly committed to coaching or to paying for coaching. But you have to come back to your side of things. And if you are wondering where they're at, which you can't know for sure, and you have uncertainty and doubt and anxiety, then that is not going to help 
at all. That's not going to help you to show up with the energy that you actually want to have when you're talking to potential clients because you're blocking high vibe emotions like certainty and confidence and calm. It's not hard to guess which one or which ones will allow you to be more present for your sales call. If you want to feel more empowered about calls, being okay with getting a no is critical. Remember when I said that it's expansive when you are open to hearing rejection? I've talked about that TED Talk, 100 Days of Rejection with Zha Zhang. I'm sure I have. But here's a quick refresher. He did an experiment of making some pretty uncommon requests from strangers for 100 days. He said on day one, he asked a security guard if he could borrow $100. The security guard said no, but he also asked why. But Zha Zheng had ran off without answering. Now, he videotaped this interaction, so when he went back to look at the video, he realized that the security guard didn't just say no, but it asked him why. So he decided that the next day, he would not run away from whoever he made a request. And so that second day, he was at a burger place. And when he was done, he asked for a burger refill, which they rejected, but they asked what he meant. And he stuck around, he explained what it meant. And then when they wanted to know more, he followed up with, uh, well, you know, if you give me another burger, uh, I would just really love this place even more. They declined, but What happened for him was he felt more empowered because he was able to actually have a conversation with them. They wanted to know more. So he was able to give more information. On that third day, he went to a donut place and he asked them to customize donuts into the Olympic ring shape, you know, like the three on top, I think, and two on bottom, and they're all interlinked. And of course they were, they were like, wait, what, what do you want? So he explained to them what he was asking for, and they agreed. They agreed. They gave him the donuts in the Olympic ring shape, and he was really delighted with that outcome. He realized that when he could engage with people, when he could actually have a conversation with them and explain and maybe even establish, you know, common ground, he could negotiate better. And he could even turn an initial no into a yes if there was more of an understanding that was established. And I love that so much. It is a great illustration of what can happen when you take the sting out of rejection. It's how you think about it that gives you freedom. Let me share some thoughts that you can have about getting a no. If you believe that there is nothing personal about getting a no, you could think that getting no's are a natural and expected part of any offer. You could think if a person says no, they're not a good fit right now and that's okay. You could think, I only want to work with people who are a hell yes. Another thought that you could have is, that you want to let the no's be an opportunity to get curious and understand your audience even better through meaningful conversations. And one other thought that I can offer you is 
my ability to accept no as an answer and quickly move on creates resiliency. With thoughts like those, you will feel more empowered. Practice, feel that. Come up with some that really speak to you. You will move from a place of feeling discouraged to not allowing the actions of others define how you feel about your offer or your business or yourself as a coach. Being unattached to the outcome decreases how much you get in your head about every word that you're saying during the call. It gives you freedom from needing validation. While getting sales is a form of validation, I want to take a minute to distinguish that there is a difference between personal validation and market validation. Personal validation is about your worth, your identity, and your ability as a coach and a business owner. Market validation is about compelling offers, enticing messaging, and copy that creates buy-in. If you mix the two up and you're using rejection against your personal validation, you're going to feel stuck. You won't be able to decode or strategize what you need to shift in order to gain market validation because you probably will just think that you suck and you don't. Offers that you make that get rejected do not equal a lack of personal validation. Rejected offers are actually neutral and your thoughts about it are what can give you traction or hold you back. Can you see how offers that get rejected are actually a neutral circumstance? It's as neutral as offering a cookie. However, attaching to the outcome and believing it is about you is a formula for self-sabotage. You will get much further with creating a perspective that allows for rejection to be neutral. What you want is to get comfortable with hearing no, so you can move on to that next iteration of how you will show up and how you will market. When you're okay with getting no for an answer, you shift into comfort. You relax into the process. And now you can tap into other emotions instead, like curiosity. You're open to learning more about what makes people say no. When you learn that, you can then understand what makes people say yes. And you can create more opportunities for a yes based on what they say. When you don't shut down after hearing no as an answer, you get to use it as an opportunity to connect again. Okay, so for example, I had a sales call with a client that went really well. Um, This was a while back. She said that she was all in to start coaching by the end of the conversation. I sent her the information over email And I got an email back a few days later stating that she was having second thoughts on starting right away because she thought about it over the weekend and realized that she had a big tax bill that was coming due. So she wanted to hold off and revisit working together later. I didn't make this mean that my offer wasn't powerful enough. I didn't make it mean that I did not show enough value. 
So what I did was I emailed her back and I reiterated what we went over during our conversation and just showing her her thoughts and her desires. I let her know that what she wanted was still very much possible and I alleviated the fears that she brought up by offering a different perspective. I made it clear that none of what I said was to get her to a yes, but to expand on the results that she really wanted and to remind her of the pathway that we could create together to get her there. So when she read the email, she paid the invoice immediately and we got started with coaching. It could have gone either way, but the point is that when you're unattached, you can fully advocate for the client and freely share your thoughts as a person who wants them to get what they want. Sometimes that means a yes, and sometimes that means a no, but most importantly, it means that you are not making it mean that you are lacking something. You get to really step up and serve in a way that feels amazing because you are not operating from fear of rejection. Getting no as an answer is normal, so don't allow it to be the reason for not showing up fully. Do you see the value of intentionally choosing to let no be a valid answer that doesn't reflect on your value or abilities? Choose to show up to calls with clean energy, ready to rock your side of the conversation. You can value your own offer, be sold on your own offer, and feel excited that there are people that want what you have to offer. There's so much emotional freedom and resilience in allowing no to be an answer. So don't use it as a tool to sabotage yourself. Use it as a tool to sharpen your messaging and offer. Guess what will happen for you if you do this? You will start to love and value the sales process because you will treat it like any other conversation. You will see it as a way to connect and serve unconditionally. You will create a deeper understanding of who your ideal client is, what he or she feels, what their fears are, what holds them back, and what moves them forward. You feel empowered to connect and you can gain permission to get the objection behind the objection, the real objection, and give your client clarity. And that is a beautiful and valuable way to spend time getting to know your people. Remember, Getting no as an answer is totally okay. It's normal. It doesn't mean that you failed. And when you truly own that, you will open up your whole self on a sales call and you will find your ideal clients. When you're not afraid of getting no as an answer, you will have the freedom to be the coach that you were meant to be in every circumstance. I want to remind you that you are an amazing human being with a big heart who wants to serve clients and make the world a better place. I know this because that's who my clients are. My clients who are coaches, 100% are here to provide a service that makes the world a better place one person at a time. All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I will see you 
next week. If you got some value from today's episode, please leave a rating and review. Did you know that the last review that I got is one that I left myself? I made one because I just wanted to say hello. And now it's the one that people see. Probably not a big deal, but listen, I'd really appreciate if you would help me out so that I don't have to see my own review. (laughs) So yes, 100% would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review today. And one last reminder, if you want to take your sales call skills to the next level and chat with me on Zoom, grab your spot today. Imagine in a week or two, you and me, we could be chatting about some specific and actionable things that you can do to get more sales. Only apply if you like having fun while planning for success. It will be fun. I promise. All right. That's it for now. Have a great rest of your day. I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks again for joining me. I appreciate you tuning in today. And if you got value from this episode, I would love it if you would leave a five-star review. Did you know that I am still offering my one-on-one personalized sales training? That's right. If you've been wondering what you need to do to improve your current consultation calls, but just can't figure it out, I can help you. If you want me to review your current sales process and give you immediate feedback, all you have to do is apply for a spot at www.katherinevanwart.com. See you next time.